Hear now this scripture from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen Him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Join me now as we continue to read Scripture from Luke 2, verses 21 through 38. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem, to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Amen. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what, the, what was custom of the law required... Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling 
in the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Well, I hope and pray that you are having a Merry Christmas. It's the third day of Christmas, but I wonder, are any of you already pretty much done with Christmas? A lot of people started decorating sooner this year just to get a sense of celebration going early in this crazy year. So, are we now ready to take care of the job of undecorating, getting all the mess cleaned up, just kind of getting back to normal, whatever normal means during a pandemic? Does it feel like it's time to go ahead and get everything cleaned up, all of our decorations, Time to put Jesus back in a box. Are we done celebrating? Are we ready to move beyond? I'm always amazed how quickly our world wants to move past Christmas. I mean, Christmas sales start in October, if not before. Christmas music begins on the radio in early November. Christmas specials start on TV by late November, unless, of course, you're a fan of Hallmark and they show Christmas specials in June and July and all through the year. There's always a rush to get started in the celebration of Christmas, the time we celebrate the birth of Jesus but as soon as we celebrate his birth on the 25th, it seems we're ready to move on by the 26th. Is it really time to put Jesus back in the box and put him away for another year? Can you imagine if we responded that way to the birth of our own children or grandchildren or nieces or nephews? How strange would that be? Janet and I found out on Thanksgiving Day that we have another grandchild on the way. 
our son and daughter-in-law, are already starting to prepare in some ways for the arrival of that child who will not be born until July, but they're already making preparations. Now, how strange would it be to spend nine months anticipating this baby's arrival and then as soon as he or she is born to say, okay, now, let's get back to normal and move on with life the way it was before. (laughs) Crazy, right? It makes me wonder, why do we, in effect, do that in our celebration of the birth of Jesus? The birth comes, we celebrate, we get past it and go back to normal. Putting him right back in the box until next year. The truth is, It doesn't do us any good to celebrate the birth of Jesus over 2,000 years ago if he isn't born in us today and every day following. We have every reason to celebrate his birth to Joseph and Mary on what we now celebrate as that first Christmas. But we have just as much reason to celebrate the fact that he is still being born today in all who will allow their hearts to become his birthplace. So, how do you plan to respond today and over these 12 days of the Christmas season to the birth of Christ? Let's look at the different responses to the birth of Jesus that we heard in the scriptures that we read earlier this morning. First, there is the understated action of Joseph and Mary. The parents of Jesus did exactly what they were supposed to do after his birth. It was also what they believed would be best for their child. So they acted as they did in obedience and for the best of their newborn son. The young couple is publicly presenting their firstborn son to the Lord. The law required getting the baby circumcised at eight days old. The law required them to offer this firstborn son to the Lord. The law prescribed a specific offering for them to bring to God. They were doing everything in their power to follow what they knew to be God's direction for their family, their home, their child, their future life together. They were trying to be the best possible parents they could be by doing everything they could to express their own commitment to God as well as committing their son to God. I wonder about us today. Are we doing everything we know to do to honor God in our families, in our homes? Are we genuinely trying to do everything in our power to live our lives in such a way that we're willing to publicly state with our own lives and the lives of our children that we belong 
to God. That we will live for our Lord, serve God, and that our children belong to God above all else. My concern for families today is that parents and their children commit themselves to everything else. I mean, besides jobs, there are civic organizations, volunteer service groups, sports leagues, hobbies. And then you get into the kids stuff. Academics, athletics, dance team, band, cheerleading, all the stuff that's out there, all of which is screaming to the children, make this the most important thing in your life. On this day in the life of Jesus, Mary and Joseph took the step that said, we're going to do everything we can to prioritize our commitment to God, to put our Lord first in our lives, and to let that control everything else in our lives and in the lives of our baby. When we have children baptized, we make a similar commitment, don't we? That we're offering this child to the Lord and we're going to make a commitment to God priority in our lives and to raise them in such a way as it is in their lives as well. But I'm not always sure how well we live out that promise to God and to the people of God who are a part of that promise. Mary and Joseph made their commitment that day, and they took every step they could to live out that commitment. They believed with all their heart that God would fulfill His promise to them through Jesus. They may not have understood everything that would mean, but they believed with all their heart. And they lived their lives as if they truly believed. Believed the promises of God. Others were there, were there to celebrate with them that this day had arrived for the birth of Jesus, the Christ of Christmas, the Messiah. Do we genuinely celebrate the arrival of Christ in our lives, in our world, beyond December 25th? Or are we ready to be done with Christmas? Two godly people were there on that eighth day to celebrate the coming of the Messiah. Two godly people who totally understood what God was doing. They got it. Simeon, who the scripture describes as righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And then there was Anna, a prophet, who never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. She too seemed to understand that God would do something amazing through the coming of the Messiah, which she recognized in the baby Jesus that day. 
both Simeon and Anna had apparently been waiting for a long time for God to fulfill his promise that the Messiah would come. And for Simeon, the Messiah would come before his life ended on this earth. They both had to decide if they really believed that God would come through with what he promised. They had to decide whether or not to believe God, even though they had waited for years and had seen no evidence of God's promise coming to pass. They had no understanding about why it had not happened to this point. Yet they continued to believe. They got it. We're not really told how old Simeon was, but it's apparent he'd been waiting for most of his life for God to allow him to see the arrival of the Messiah. It had been long enough that once he had seen the baby Jesus, he was ready to leave this earth. He felt he could finally die in peace after experiencing what God had promised. All those years of waiting, wandering, hanging on to the hope that God would do what he promised. And he never gave up that hope. Anna never gave up either. We're told she was 84 years old and that she continually worshipped, fasted, and prayed for God's deliverance to come to Israel, which would also be the fulfillment of Simeon's promise from God. He experienced it. She confirmed it. Both of them had continued to believe all the way until their last days. They trusted that the Messiah would come and God's promise would be fulfilled. For them, the birth of Jesus was a new beginning, not the end of a season, the beginning of a new life, a new world, the beginning of a promise fulfilled. What about for us? I believe every Christmas day can be a new beginning for us. Not the end of a chaotic shopping and decorating season and making sure we get to every place we want to be, to every program and to every special service and to everyone's home and everyone coming to our homes and all that stuff we did last Christmas, but have done less of this year. It's not the beginning it's not the end of the season where all of that stuff is over. It's the refreshing of God's promise began in us with the birth of Christ who's coming into the world and into our hearts. We celebrate this Christmas season. Christmas is the beginning. Not the time to put everything away and forget So the question I have to ask for me, for my family, for us, is this. Is our annual celebration of the coming of Jesus 
a new beginning for us? Do we see it as part of God's promise being fulfilled in our lives? Do we see His birth, not only at the first Christmas, but His birth in our world again today as God's promise being fulfilled? Do we see this time of celebration as another step in our commitment to live our lives, to encourage our children and our grandchildren to live their lives in the hopeful expectation that God always fulfills His promises? Do we see this time after Christmas as another season in which to live out our commitment that we made for ourselves and our children? Or is it just time to put Jesus back in the box and settle back into our pre-Christmas routine? Christmas is the time to begin a new season of faithfulness and complete belief, believing that the birth of Christ, which we celebrate this week, is a recurring reminder that God always comes through on His promises. It's time to profess again our belief that God is faithful. Even if, like Simeon and Anna, we don't always see the visible signs we'd like to see at the moment. Mary and Joseph took steps in their belief. By committing their child to God and doing everything that was required of them, Simeon and Anna held on to their belief after years of waiting. What about us? In an increasingly secular world where God's presence and power and God's love are ignored more than ever, where the impact of pandemic has created more uncertainty than ever, are we still willing to hold on to our belief to the point that we stake our entire lives on that belief. So much so that we let that belief affect everything we do or don't do. This Christmas season, let's take our belief to a whole new level. A level of belief that shows in everything we do, every decision we make, every word we say, let's allow the Christ of Christmas to continue to be a living reminder of God's love and faithfulness this Christmas and always. It's time to believe again and still because our God is faithful. It's far from time to put Jesus back in the box. The point of Christmas is not only to remember the birth of Christ, the point of Christmas is not even just to celebrate the birth of Christ. The point of Christmas is to experience the birth of Christ in our own lives in our own hearts, in the world we're living in today. And to experience that this day and every day that follows. The coming of Christ at Christmas is evidence of God's 
faithfulness. And our celebration of Christ at Christmas is our ongoing reminder of God's faithfulness. So for at least the next nine days out of these 12 days of Christmas, I continue to wish you a Merry Christmas as we celebrate the coming of the faithful one who came in the flesh. On into the new year of 2021, I pray that we can join together in lives that remain as living celebrations of Christmas every day. Would you pray with me? God, take us beyond the season on the calendar. Take us beyond the traditional things we do that are nice and enjoyable and fun. Take us beyond the things that cause us to focus on the birth of Christ years ago and call us to experience the birth of Christ in our hearts daily. the one who became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, is our living reminder of your faithfulness, Lord. Help us to embrace your love, your power, your faithfulness poured out into our lives on a daily basis. And to do it in such a way that we stake our lives and our whole world on it a world who desperately needs to receive your gift and be reminded of your faithfulness and your love. So take us beyond December 25th into a full and blessed life of your faithfulness as we've seen it revealed and experienced it in our own lives in the presence of Jesus, the Christ of Christmas. It is in his name we pray. Amen.